It is good to be back in here. Oh, it's been far too long. I mean, I have had a wonderful... Uh, hello? Oh. Oh, I expected there was somebody here. Is 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 this thing on? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Hey, hey yeah. Ian. Where did you... Ian, hey. where did you come from? I've just been having a sleep underneath the recording desk. Oh, you've been okay. I wondered why that. Okay, yeah, lovely to see you. Um, sorry, I I was um, away for a bit. I was away doing a a, a thing with um with, with a a thing. Um, what, yeah, what day you, is it? Uh, oh, um, it is September. Oh, did we miss a cast? No, uh, I left strict instructions. For it to be that the podcast to be recorded and carried out, I left it. I I left instructions. I put it in this text message, and and it didn't. It didn't send. It didn't send. Okay, look, I'm sorry. I'm here now. Let's. Well, let's I guess that's my fault as well. I should really not have uh, slept for four weeks. But yeah, it's been very relaxing. Uh, have you seen Ian anywhere? Um, I heard him muttering something about a broken coffee machine. And that yeah. was that was before I left. So I mean, I mean, once he's onto the broken coffee machine, we'll we'll never hear the end of it until it's sorted out. No, we'll just leave him to it. Just, it'll be fine. Listen, I'm sure he'll be done in the next week or two or something like. That. I don't know. Anyway, let's do this now. Come on, Ian. Right, come on. Let's get the old magic back and going. You ready? Ready as ever. Good. Hello there. My name is Jamie Adams. With me is Ian McAllister. Hello. And this is Brainwaves, episode 56, bringing you the best in board game and tabletop gaming news. Now these are the headlines for the week of the 14th of September, 2020. Eric Lang leaves Cool Mini or Not, FFG OP RIP, and UK GE Awards awarded. All this and more on this episode of Brainwaves. Yes, we start with a quick bit of news at the top of the cast today. Eric Lang, designer of Chaos in the Old World, Blood Rage, Rising Sun, and many, many other games, has left his position as game design lead at Cool Mini or Not Games. Uh, from Cool Mini or Not statement, uh, the last three years have been fantastic both professionally and personally, commented Eric. Over the past few months, we drafted a long-term release plan with some truly great titles, which will continue to bear fruit for many years to come. Now felt like the right time for me to return to my roots, focusing on game design and public advocacy for our amazing hobby. Eric is leaving Simon to pursue freelance game design and his growing involvement with activism, and the move became final on the 1st of September. We at Brainwaves wish Eric Lang all the best for the future, and he still has some games to come out from Simon, and I'm sure we're going to see more from this prolific designer down the lines. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just leaving Cool Mean or Not, which, you know, he has had such a an intrinsic relationship with over the years. It uh, mm. doesn't mean we're not going to see a slowdown. Because you also think, people think of Eric Lang as, as he said on Twitter recently, he said, people think I'm the, the Blood Rage guy. I'm like, I'm, I've done so much more. I've done card games and tabletop games. He did XCOM the board game. You know, yeah, things Yeah, which like I really, really enjoyed. I don't have it anymore, but it was a really interesting early sort of integration of app and board game. I've, I've, I've never played it, sadly. Um, but he is still working on a sequel to Blood Rage. And a tabletop adaptation of Cyberpunk 2077, which is... Is it still coming out yeah. this year? I think so. Anyway. 
Yeah, so we feel... <laughs> who knows? Who, who knows? schedules are all over the place now. It's 2020. Nobody knows what's going on anymore. Right, but best of luck to Eric Lang. And if you listen to the podcast, Eric, we think you're great, man. Talking about things getting cancelled and no one knowing what's going on, Fantasy Flight Games have decided to cancel all the organised play for the rest of the year. From Fantasy Flight Games' statement... Due to ongoing COVID-19 concerns and the uncertainty surrounding the safety and feasibility of large gatherings around the world, we've decided to cancel all large-scale organised play events for our games through the remainder of 2020. This includes the 2020 Prime Championships, System Open Vault Tour, which are all Keyforge events, I think, and Kotai Series events, Grand Championships, Continental Championships, Arkham Knights, which is their yearly sort of celebration of all their Arkham Horror properties, board game and card game, and to all world championships so this is going to affect all their large-scale games like x-wing keyforge star wars legion all those come under this uh, this uh, hiatus some of these are like basically stopped for now they don't know when they're going to be back some are going to be still continuing so the smaller organized play events you might find in your local friendly local game store they may still go ahead depending on local restrictions now in the uk that is absolutely not going to happen because the new restrictions brought in literally today in Scotland, we're recording on the 10th of September, and yesterday in England, mean that you can't meet up with more than like six people at a time, and only two households can meet up, which basically means mean up in stores to play organised events is just off for the foreseeable. Yeah. Don't know when that's going to be. I saw our, our exec producers with Lucky Spire Gaming Cafe tweeted today that basically that's killed their rpg nights because obviously that's more than two households coming together to do a thing and they may have to close again because of that which would be a real shame but they may they may have to go down that line i am gritting my teeth something horrible uh to avoid getting into politics on this podcast because this is not a politics podcast this is a board game podcast but as we all know politics and board games and politics and all art is intrinsically linked there i've said my piece sorry yes yes and I, i've written an excellent article about this in on the giant brain that you can check out you have about politics and board games and why trying to separate those two things is nonsense but anyway yeah this is it's a sad sad uh, situation that we found ourselves in but it's hopefully it's necessary because hopefully the longer we can the more we can keep things contained the quicker we can get back to i'm not going to say normal because there's no normal anymore but get back to some semblance of uh a working something to, a new oh. i know i know what you're trying to drive at like getting back to a place where we can meet up with other people play games and be safe in the knowledge that everyone around that table is free of the virus and whether that's going to be oh who knows what who knows what form that will take and to, to be honest i th- honestly think like i know people are getting potentially excited about 2021 and maybe conventions happening there at the moment with the way things are i cannot see certainly in the first half of next year i just cannot see conventions happening i understand that you know if you listen to this going yeah but you just want to get board games back oh you're so narrow-minded yeah we're narrow-minded in the realm of this podcast and to be honest i would like to see ian again not through a computer screen but you know we all we all have we all have to Understand that we all have to do our part. And if yeah, one no, person absolutely. thinks, oh, I don't need to do it, 
then hundreds of other people will think I don't need to do it either because it's only one person. But that one person... Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Back to the podcast. Jamie, put, on, put, put your awards hat firmly on your head and get I'll on I'll put the it. awards hat on. <clears throat> well, it's awards season again. And we have... Well, we had Virtual Expo recently. UK Games Expo went online for a weekend. And after... UK Games Expo normally, and after Virtual Expo here, we had the UK Games Expo Awards. Now, there are 16 categories in these awards, each with a Judges Award and a People's Choice Award. The People's Choice is voted on by attendees over the weekend of UKG slash Virtual Expo. Now, interestingly enough, seven categories had the same winner for both of them. I find that interesting, but yeah. and I quite like the statistic. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting to see what is chiming with both the judges and the attendees. Well done to all the winners. There's a few winners I'm going to highlight just for interest for the Brainwaves team. So best new board game, bracket strategic, the People's Choice Award went to Dune. Q argument. Yeah, fair enough. Yep, exactly. It's argument for me, that's fine. Good, good. We've settled this argument many times before. Good. The new Dune trailer's out and you should all watch it. It's kind of interesting. The Best New Accessory Award, the People's Choice Award, was the Dungeon Book of Battle Mats. Yay. Ian, I knew you'd be excited. One that I would found quite interesting, the Best Party Game, both choices were Taskmaster the Board Game. Now, that might go, so what? I just think I've been watching a lot of Taskmaster over lockdown, and I really love it. And I might see if I can give this a go and maybe see if I can, you know, play it with my mum and my partner maybe over the holidays or something. Sounds like a good laugh. It'd be interesting to see like what that is like because I'm always interested when there's a little bit of crossover between something mainstream like sort of, the sort of game you'd see in I don't know a Sainsbury's over Christmas and that crossing that crossing over into sort of like slightly into the hobby genre and vice versa. I, I'm always interested when those things happen. So you say that, but it's seeing it's seeing a lot more crossover nowadays. So oh yeah, definitely uh, yeah, we're seeing more of it, but it's still not like. It's still not a lot, so no. it's interesting when that crossover does happen. But yeah, well done to all the winners, and yeah, you know, we've got another set of awards, and I don't know how many there are left of the year. Well, there'll be... Is there anything at Spiel? No, because the Spiel is basically just a trade fair. about the time. Or, yeah, just trade fair, and it's usually a little bit closer to the Spiel des Jahres coming out and that kind of thing, so that's generally the award for it. So yeah, I think that's basically it for the year. Well, I'll put the uh, awards hat away, snug in its box for another year. And uh, yeah, that's awards. Now, on to the rest of the news. couple of little follow-ups to previous articles we have talked about. Back in episode 52, we covered the controversy surrounding the, the removal of a book called Curse of Hearts from the DMs Guild. That's the online repository for D&D adventures where you can buy PDFs of all the bits and pieces. Wizards had asked for the art to be toned down in the book, leading to some argument as to what was acceptable in the DMs Guild, as similar heterosexual-eyed art had been allowed, whereas the art here had more of a queer audience in mind and it was causing some consternation with Wizards of the Coast. The DMs Guild are currently working with Wizards on a decency code, whatever that is eventually going to shake out to mean, and the book is not available on there as yet again, but it is available through Proud Geek, a site I didn't realise existed until today. It's a UK site that supports LGBT representation in media, and you can go and buy the book digitally on there. There were some physical copies for a while, but I think they might be currently sold out, but uh, I'm sure they'll be planning some more printing. 
So yeah, you can go and get that book if you want to. Well, Jamie, you've put the awards hat away for the year, but time to put back on your financial pants. Oh, I'm gonna get my financial. I can't find my financial pants. Well, you can't. You can't be dressed like that in the studio. There'll be there'll be lawsuits. I mean, only you and I can see this. So anyway, I, I prefer gonna, not to. I'm gonna put my cool mini or not wristband on again. You can't put that there. Ian, this is a family show, for goodness sake. What's wrong with putting it on my arm? In episode 46, we told you about the suspension in trading of cool mini or not shares after an audit threw up some issues, some of which related to accounting for Kickstarter projects. Now, while cool mini or not at the time said there was nothing to worry about, the shares have remained suspended since April of this year. In an extraordinary general meeting, an EGM of shareholders on August the 27th, the shareholders voted to appoint... Zhonghui Anda, CPA Limited, as the company's new auditor. The Hong Kong Stock Exchange, where Cool Mini or Not was listed, have told the company that before trading can resume, three issues need resolved. One, investigation into the audit issues raised in April completed, results announced and acted upon. Two, all outstanding financial results to be published. And three, all material allowing investors to appraise the company's situation must be announced. Cool Mini or Not has continued to operate normally during this period, having just completed a Kickstarter for Massive Darkness 2 Hellscape. Sounds very metal. It does indeed. I th- I think there's an in- there's an interesting point there. The third one there that the Hong Kong Stock Exchange are requiring all material allowing investors to appraise the company's situation must be announced. I think that's going to be the most interesting thing that comes out of this because mm. that'll be actual information on how the company is doing what its bottom lines are, all that kind of stuff that we sort of speculated on when they were originally suspended. Speculation? Us? Never. We never do that. We never engage in speculation. But yeah, I think that'll be really interesting to see if, if once that's announced. We'll bring you more on that uh, if there is anything interesting to glean from that information when it comes out. But it, as with all things legal and financial, that could be a while to shake out. Yeah, speaking of shaking out my financial pants, I still can't find them. Um, I'll take off the wristband now. Ian, over to you with some news from Stonemire Games. Yes, I'm staying on the financial side, but I'm not going to be wearing Jamie's pants. I'm just going to be wearing this this fine suit instead. So Stonemire Games, publishers of Scythe, Tapestry and Wingspan, are making a move to take their distribution brokerage in-house. What this means is that rather than going through a third party to organise distribution of their games, they'll be taking that responsibility on themselves. Now, Stonemaier has in the past come under some fire for not having enough games or prioritising distribution in odd ways, especially around the time of Wingspan being so very popular. There was a lot of speculation that they were artificially making the game hard to find to pump up demand. So this seems to be an attempt for them to get a handle, a better handle on how they put their games out into the world. Former Greater Than Games account manager Alex Schmidt is going to be taking on the job as director of sales. His duties will include direct retailer coordination, localization partner coordination, and liaising between Greater Than Games and Stonemaier. Greater Than Games previously did distribution deals like this for Stonemaier Games. Jamie Stegmaier, CEO of Stonemaier, said that the move was being made as they were handling an increasing amount of volume through direct communication and shipments to distributors can now often be made directly from China. So yeah, just a company taking the reins a little bit more of their distribution. And I do wonder if we'll see more of this, do you think, Jamie, as as the sort of COVID crisis goes on, as companies look to maybe get a little bit bigger slice of the pie of their games when they go out, I think maybe we'll see more companies take this kind of thing in-house. 
I think it's looking more likely, especially with the larger companies. I mean, Stonemaier Games has kind of a bit of heft and reputation now. I was going to engage in some baseless speculation, but then I realised that Asmodee already has its own distribution service. But a company like, well, like Cool Mini or not, you know, how much of that is their own yeah. distribution? Um, I could look this up. It, you know, I really could. Because um, I have the internet, you know, the repository of almost all the world's knowledge. I mean, some 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 of this stuff is kept under wraps and, com- and companies won't necessarily advertise exactly how they do business. But yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, and especially uh, especially now as companies try and tighten belts and make sure their games get out there to the right people at the right time, it'll be interesting to see if they more companies take more of this stuff in house and how that affects the what's the word for the fortunes of distribution companies and distribution brokers. Anyway, Jamie, let's stop speculating about finances. Uh, what's happening over at Avalon Hill that still exists apparently? The Avalon Hill Games Company was renowned... Renowned? The Avalon Hill Games Company, in the far, far past, all the way far back as the 70s, oh my goodness, published a lot of kind of well-known games. It still have a lot of rep- good reputation now, including Civilization, Diplomacy, Wooden Ships and Iron Man, and a little game that no one's ever heard of called Dune. wonder what happened to that. Hmm. But the name was bought by Hasbro in 1998, and they became Avalon Hill Games, Inc. Now, it was kind of quietly moved to be under the banner of Wizards of the Coast, again, part of Hasbro, and has remained relatively quiet, kind of releasing maybe about two games a year, including things like Axis and Allies, and the series Betrayal at House on the Hill, which I didn't realise until I was looking this up. It's interesting. And now the company's the company's name, the company's properties, I suppose, are being returned to the main Hasbro umbrella. Uh, There are some people wondering and worrying, indeed, how retailers will be able to get their hands on the product. It might affect the distribution a little bit. Uh, But, of course, that's baseless speculation, which uh, I seem to be engaging in quite a lot of this podcast. I believe Hasbro have told retailers to get in contact with their distributors directly to uh, sort of sort out distribution for their new games things like the new uh, Scooby-Doo Betrayal at Mystery Mansion which is like in the Betrayal at House on the Hill line, that's just come out so uh, if if you get in contact with the distributor they should be able to tell you what's happening there. Listen, I'm not going to disagree that a Scooby-Doo adaptation of Betrayal at House on the Hill is a great flipping adaptation I really like that idea It's a great idea, whether it's any good or not I mean that remains to be seen uh, it's also, I really hope that they've changed just more than, you know, the names. They've actually changed some of the haunts because I don't want to deal with Scooby turning yeah. on the gang, mauling Freddy and Velma, and it's left to Daphne and Shaggy to do something about it. It'd be great if it's cross-compatible, wouldn't it? And they can mix it all together. <laughs> no! No, because that's going to end up with the Scooby-Doo film, and I don't want Scrappy-Doo powered with demons. Fair. Spoiler, Scrappy-Doo oh is a bad that, guy. You, you're reminding me that film exists. Yeah. Oh. I'll tell you oh, what, though. Jamie. Matthew Lillard was an amazing Shaggy. That's right, I said it. Sorry, I had the time. But yeah, Avalon Hill. Uh, maybe we'll see some more Avalon Hill games that haven't been kind of reprinted. Maybe get a, a little shot in the arm. You know, that's, that's very wishful thinking. Like, out of all the games yeah. that I mentioned at the top there, Dune's been reprinted by Guild Force 9. Civilization's been reprinted by... 
Fantasy Flight, isn't it? No, I don't think that's the same. Okay, sorry. Uh, then they they should... do they do have the rights to the civilization intellectual property. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't know how closely related they did have. Actually, I don't know. That's fair enough. Um, diplomacy. <laughs> I, I simply is, don't know. Diplomacy is still going. But everyone strong. should play Civilization: New Dawn from Fantasy Flight Games because it's <laughs> fantastic, and it's got a new expansion coming. Uh, and the only one that isn't hasn't had an update is Wooden Ships and Iron Man. And the only reason I add that in is because I've been playing it with a friend recently. Anyone and by recently, I mean it? before the kind of more lockdowns got imposed. And it is a game from the seventies of. Age of Sail, like Napoleonic Age of Sail combat, and it shows with tons of tables and lots of bitty rules, but I really enjoy it. So, you know, I'd like a bit of a graphical overhaul. You should write something about that for some kind of website. Ah, I mean, where would I have such a website, Ian? How could I do such a thing? I mean, I'd need some kind of giant brain to do that. I can't, I can't write. I can just speak words into a microphone. I actually almost forgot the word microphone there for a second. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you shouldn't write things down. Yeah, no, I just... Anyway. Anyway. I think that's enough news for just now. We'd just like to give a little shout-out to our current patrons. Uh, our executive producers, the Lucky Sparrow Gaming Cafe, as we said earlier. They might have to close again because of the new restrictions. We hope that's not the case. and uh, We hope they're doing okay. And also, Sean Newman joined us recently as an executive producer. He's part of the Gamelot team who make and review games. Uh, we'll put links to their stuff in the show notes, of course, as normal. And if you'd like to join them, you can do so on our Patreon page. For just $1 a month, you'll get an extended version of the main cast. You'll get a monthly letter that we put out at the end of each month. Looking forward to what we're going to be doing in the coming month. We just put that out recently for September. Uh, so a little bit of sort of talking about games we're going to be reviewing, articles we're going to be writing, and that kind of thing. Though some of that has gone by the wayside because of new restrictions here now. And we also have our affiliate links to Metallic Dicey Games on our website. If you go to our support page, you can find links to their site where you can get some very nice shiny dice and we get a little bit of cut of things. And there's a bunch of other ways to support us there as well, including sort of PayPal buttons and all that. Uh, if you can drop us a dollar here or there, that is very much appreciated, but we completely understand if you can't in these very trying times. The fact you're even listening to this is, well, thank you very much from me, anyway. And the Indeed, dice, the dice clicky-clack rocks make good sound and do nice things. Oh, clicky clack. They do indeed. Jamie, you finally done your job and found us some Monopoly news. Yes, I have done my job and I have found you Monopoly news. Now, when I say to you Monopoly, Ian, you know, that capitalist utopian game about making property and ruining other people's days, what's the last thing you think about? Playing it? Oh, burning satire. Oh, ow. Uh, I was going to say something a very an, an intellectual property that's very calm and soothing and not confrontational at all and just wants you to sit back, relax, enjoy yourself. Something like The Joy of Painting with Bob Ross. And now we have what Hasbro is saying is the most peaceful edition ever of Monopoly, and that is Bob Ross Monopoly. We'll see how that works out. Now, all the properties have been replaced with art from The Joy of Painting, his famous, famous series. And you can take, as your piece, either a pine tree, a squirrel, an owl, a picket fence, an easel, 
or indeed a palette as your counters, you can take them around those paintings. You can own them. Now cabins will take the place of houses, and covered bridges take the place of hotels. And perhaps my favourite thing about it, chance cards have been rebranded to possibly the most famous catchphrase of Bob Ross, happy little accident cards. Sounds lovely. We'll see how it goes. I think it'll be out in America next month or something like that. We'll see if it comes over to Britain. I want to go watch The Joy of Painting now. Let's have a nice chill evening. But anyway, we have something less chill and relaxing. We have more woodland fights for might and right. Oh yes, from Dire Wolf, digital publishers of Rages of the North Sea and the Game of Thrones board game. We have Cole Whirler's Root, published by Later Games. It's now on PCs through Steam. <coughs> now, why would I be talking about Root? Jamie, what's this Root? You've never mentioned Root before in your life. I know, I've never mentioned it before. What a lie, I love Root. And guess what? Ian has just got Root. Root fun. Thank you, Ian. Root goodness. Now, <laughs> seeing Kyle Ferrin's gorgeous art kind of 3d-ized and animated it's weird and yeah, only slightly, slightly creepy. creepy but it's mm. still kind of inter- it's still kind of cool quite interesting now right now uh the base factions are only available like like that's a bad thing and hopefully more to come although hopefully not as dlc now the game is in early access right now so it's kind of still being developed. So some gameplay touches from the base game are still being slightly tweaked to better fit a digital format, uh, but hopefully they're doing kind of more regular updates. And the reviews that have been given so far seem to be very positive on, you know, how well it's doing as an adaptation. Now, right now, it can be played at single player, split screen, and all... Sorry, let me do that again. Right now, it can be played a single player, split screen multiplayer, and online multiplayer. Now, it also supports cross-platform multiplayer with releases on the Nintendo Switch, the Apple Store, and the Google Play Store, uh, hopefully very soon. So I might I might get it for my Nintendo Switch. I might pick up on my mobile, actually. That'd be quite a good one to play on mobile, I think. Nice. Yeah, but it does mean that we can actually play together as well. Yeah, I mean, this, cool. is, this is not me saying that I don't want to get rid of my copy of Root, because this is a gorgeous game. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Good, but it's good. And yeah, you know, you might go, but Jamie, that sounds pretty, but Jamie, I hear you cry. Why haven't you done any of this before? You know, there's been digital games being released for a while. Why haven't you mentioned them? I'll I'll be honest, it's been a bit of a slow news cycle. And um, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll happily hold my hand up and go, I added this in because I quite like Root. That's right. I'm not a shill for them, but still. Though, if later games would like to get in touch and give us copies of Root to give away, or uh, at all pay us to promote Root, please do get in touch. Yes, it has been quite a slow news cycle, folks, so we're uh, cast a little shorter today. We'd like to thank you all the same very much for listening, and if you like what you've listened to, then the best way to help us out is to share the podcast and drop us a review and rating on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, our website is thegiantbrain.co.uk, and if you'd like to email us about anything in the show, then it's giantbrainuk at gmail.com. We'll be back to our regular schedule, so every couple of weeks after missing out the last one, 
uh, and hopefully there will be a bit more news next time around but if not I'm sure we can uh, have a bit of a discussion about some of the many brainstorm subjects we've got in our little pouches for ready to go thanks very much for listening thank you bye 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 bye